Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. Today's episode is a celebration of both World Book Day and International Women's Day. March really is where it's at. Two big celebrations we love. So today is a chit chat about both topics, including a recap of the recent Women's Prize longlist announcement. World Book Day and International Women's Day, Lauren. And Women's History Month. It really is. March really is where it's all at, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I am actually a bit annoyed. I saw on Instagram that someone decided that they were going to call it Any Women Day. I and saw I like, that too. I was like, no, you've missed the mark. If anything, it would be Nashy Whims. Like, don't get it wrong. It's obviously not Any Women. It's Nashy Whims. Nashy Whims or Any Women. Maybe Nashy Whims. Nashy whims or Nashy whims whimmy. fits platy jubes, statey foons, like that's the vibe. You add an E and then you end it in an in a S. Nashy whims. Not sure. I think we need to take this to an independent jury to decide which one yeah. wins. I haven't seen anyone call it Nashy whims, so I might have to trademark it now, but it's gonna launch <laughs> off. Don't want to miss it's the boat get on that one. Off. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um so World Book Day came first. That was on the third of March, fourth, second of March this year. Um, it's always the first Thursday, I think. And you, when back in the days of commuting, used to always know because all the little kids that were on their yeah. way to school would be dressed up. Um, did you have a favourite costume that you dressed up as when you were younger? I can't really remember who I used to dress up as. Um, I feel like maybe I did Pippi Longstocking one year. I remember that. What did you, well, obviously we've got the, I, all I now think of when we, when someone says, well, book day is just you being an absolute slut for old doll. Yeah. That wasn't even well book day. Oh, was it not? No, that was just a project about old doll. I'll do that <laughs> any day of the week. It doesn't need to be well book day for me to spread, you know? Um, Who no, did I, you just... I had a few, I did Hermione one year. Yeah. Um, but I remembered that I don't, they must have been from the 80s or something. And my mum used to read this series about Anastasia Krupnik. And I think the books were called like Anastasia Does Babysitting or Anastasia Does. I, I remember read them those books. I hadn't even read them myself. I think I then I then read them afterwards. But my yeah. family, because the pictures, it was like illustrations of this girl with big yeah. round glasses and like hair pushed over and like stripy top. And my family were like, oh, my God, you look so much like her. They used to call me Anastasia Krupnik. So one year I went as as her for World Book Day. And everyone was like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, needs to come with an explanation. And I was like, this girl. And I hadn't even read the fucking book. But I was like, my family said, I look like her. So you can't, you you might dress as Cat in the Hat, but I actually look like the person on yeah. my book. So there you go. Thank you very much. I just saw a lot of, like, kids dressed as Elsa. Oh, and I'm pretty sure, like, Elsa's not... A Frozen book. isn't a book. No. I could she abide does... by people doing maybe, like, Beauty and the Beast or Snow White because they are IR books. But, yeah, it fucks me up when people come in as, like, Woody. No. Go away. Yeah. Never been a book. <laughs> yeah. So, really, there are really rules, like guys. As, a, um, as always, there's a lot of Joe Wickses out. Those are little kids that, like, wear, like, a curly wig and a beard and, like, bring his recipe book to school. <laughs> 
<laughs> I always see him sharing them on Instagram. I see that. That's so funny. Yeah. And what also slightly weird. But, I've yeah. seen some dressing up their kids as Mrs. Hinch as well, because now she's got a few books. So they'll like <laughs> tie her hair in a ponytail and give them some cleaning products and send them to school. <laughs> to be fair, like, fuck having to make a school costume. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting them to make them. I'm just expecting them to be a book. Yeah. The yeah, bare true. minimum, really. Yeah. yeah. Whack on some glasses and be Anastasia Krupnik. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not disputing that it has to be handmade. Um. So, yeah. That's a little reminiscent of World Book Day. I yeah. um, I also reminisced on when in lockdown I did a reel of World Book Day dressing up and I was like, fuck, you know, we had all the time in the world back then, didn't we? We really did, yeah. Fuck that. No, I mean, I guess there was just... You just had to fill days, didn't you? Yeah. Whereas, obviously, having COVID this last... Well, when I had COVID for a week, the days dragged Yeah. and... I didn't have the energy to do anything either. Um, but it did make me think back to lockdown times where we literally couldn't leave the house. Yeah. So being back, not being able to leave the house then, it was it was very jarring. But having PTSD, it was really... Yeah, it's always annoying that we both had COVID after lockdowns because at least if you had COVID when there was lockdown, no one else was having it. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. 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 Obviously, when I had it, I was reading like a book a day. Did you read much? I read three books, um, which was quite good for me. And they were chunky books as well. Like one was a 500 pager. So I was like, I'll get, I'm going to try and get through some really chunky books. Yeah. So that when my new job starts, I'll be able to like just dip into shorter books then. Yeah. What was the 500 pager? Um, Mad Honey by Jodie Pickolt um, and forget the name of the other woman. Really good. Um, that will be on the grid soon. I hope you're going to go and find some like bees or some beeswax for a picture. Don't <laughs> get stung for to do for the ground. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, actually, it's a picture with because obviously I was ill, so I was drinking honey and lemon every day, and yeah. so it's a picture with my cup which had uh, some honey and lemon, and also so sweet. You know how we always say like Joe, the concierge of my building. Uh, the my doorman is my main man mm. when he found out I had COVID he dropped off a little care package for me outside Aww. the door which was filled with like honey lemons chocolate paracetamol and knocked on my door every single day to make sure I was okay and he like stood two meters back just so I'd have somebody to talk to That's really honestly cute. I cried when he dropped off the hamper because I was feeling so sorry for myself and he was just so so damn sweet and every day like just came, came along for a chit chat it was it was great it was the highlight of every day that is the difference between me and you because when you said that I thought so cute but also I would be so anxious every day waiting for someone to come and knock on my door and then have to make small talk I'd be like I love it. I'd like but, pretend to nap just so I didn't. I, <laughs> I cannot stand small talk. <laughs> but it's not small talk because I know him, so it does feel like like we've got stuff to talk about. And because I live alone as well, I'm not talking to anyone. So I was going stir crazy. I really needed somebody to chat to. So it was great. And he was he was he came at like sort of ten ten thirty every day. So it meant I was. Like when I woke up, I was like, I've got to get out of bed and I've got to shower because Joe's going to knock. Yeah. So it was good. It was good reason to get up. Bless his heart. I know. Doorman is my main man. 
Well, uh, back to books. Back to books. And because when World Book Day and Nashi Whims collide, what better time than to announce the Women's Prize long list? It's really been a fantabulous time. And so obviously we like to do a proper full episode near the time of the announcement where we'll properly dive into like the short list. Short list. So we are not talking about every book, partly because we've not read them, but also that's boring for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to chat about the long list. Uh, let me open them and maybe list. like make a prediction on what will make the short list entirely yeah. based off of the covers because we've not read many of them yeah so i've read memphis stone blind wandering souls and i was in the middle of reading the dog of the north and i put my book down to go watch the announcement live on youtube and then it got announced and i was like that's fantastic after this i'm gonna go back to reading my book and now i know that it's on the the long list and that actually is... on the cover it says that the author has been long listed before which i didn't really pick up on so for another one of her books interesting yeah and i'm uh so of those ones memphis is by tara m stringfellow that is fantastic it's only like two to three hundred pages and it talks about three women across three different generations in one family and it is so so good for our review of it, I likened it a bit to Girl, Woman, Other, in that it's like three different stories and they kind of overlap. I yeah. likened it to the love songs of W.E.B. Du Bois because, again, it's yeah. like multi-generational. And then I nice. also likened it to Vanishing Half because it's like Ooh. family relationships and things. And so like, if you loved any of those books, Memphis is so clever and fantastic and shorter mm. than all of them. Nice. So, and it's also gotten a gorgeous cover as well. I really yeah, love the cover. Yeah. I'm really pleased that was long listed. Like such a good contender. Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes. I was surprised that it was long listed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Medusa. So it's like Greek mythology. Natalie Haynes, she predominantly writes Greek mythology. If not, that's all she writes. Yeah. Um, I think she's the author of A Thousand Ships off the top of my head. Um, and it was good. <laughs> I enjoyed learning about Medusa and like feeling for Medusa and like because she's sort of she's not the enemy in this book. Okay. But I didn't think it'd be long listed. Interesting. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay. Clearly. I wonder how they choose. Yeah, well they I remember Pandora Sykes saying that they just she was like reading like didn't have time for anything else because they read so many books. Yeah. To be able they've to got narrow to, it down. Yeah. And they've narrowed it down to 16, so it must be so many more. Um, what else oh. did I say I'd read? Wandering Souls just came out on the 2nd of March and I read it in Feb. That's only 200 pages. Lauren, that's the author we heard talk at the Fourth Estate event. I remember. And it's a book about um, a family. It's a book about um, refugees, really, and like their journey. And I thought it was going to be a bit more about like their time on the boat, but actually um, they arrive in the UK and then like they... Um, it's about their journey for like the next sort of like 30 years even Uh, so actually amazing that that huge time span was able to squeeze into 200 pages I think it's going to be shortlisted do you yeah I could see that being shortlisted and I'd be pleased to see it shortlisted so that's why I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I'm going to probably talk about it (laughs) in a shortlisted episode episode. and Memphis probably as well actually I could see that and then Dog of the North that I'm currently reading I'm yet to understand why it's long-listed. Not because I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Um, it's very quirky storyline. It's about 
a woman whose life is sort of like not really going anywhere. She's like, she's divorced her partner. Her parents went had disappeared a long time ago. She's sort of caring for her grandfather, sort of caring for her grandmother, who's an evil bitch. She just gave her sepsis, like by stabbing her with a pin type vibe. Great. There's also this man who wears a toupee and then now he's in hospital and she's and she's looking after his dog that's called Quicoats, and it's like so fucking random, but also a really cohesive story. Oh, okay. Um, I was I thought you were gonna say like not much of a story. No, there sounds is, there is a story, but I like I feel I've only got like 50 pages left and I'm like, where are we going with this? Like, yeah. What's gonna happen? So I am really, really enjoying it. And like the character is quite funny and it's very readable. But yeah, I clearly am not a judge on the women's prize because I wouldn't have done any of these. I would love to see what the criteria looks like. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Lauren, you you mentioned Trespasses looks good to read. Yeah, that was by Louise Kennedy. And she was on the long list last year for... The Sentence? Was it called The Sentence? Oh, you read that one. With a yeah, ghost? about the ghost, which was set like in COVID, but also during Black Lives Matter. And like, I I really liked it, but I was kind of like, not sure why it's made the shortlist. It's like a bit all over the place. Yeah, two years in a row. Two years in a row. But this one sounds, Trespasses sounds much better in my opinion. Um, It's about the troubles in Belfast. Um, and I quite like reading about that. So I might pick that one up in the hope that it makes it to the shortlist. Do it. Yeah. Because she made the shortlist last year. Yeah. I instantly bought The Bandit Queens by Perini Shroff. That looks great. Sounds so up my street. It's about a woman that teaches other wives how to kill their husbands. I'm so there for That <laughs> not, is not really I up to my street. Husband, but just because I love reading books like that. Um, and I saw Fire Rush has a quote yeah. from Caleb Azuma Nelson on the cover and Bernadine Evaristo. So yeah. I feel like that's that's high stakes, isn't it? Yeah. And it's about like police brutality in the 70s in London. Like that sounds amazing. Sick. Yeah. Cover. I'm also Great intrigued cover. to read I'm a Fan, which has been out for a while. Like it's only it's come out in paperback recently. So it's been out in hardback. It's by Sheila mm-hmm. Patel. And it's. That like a toxic relationship, social media, yeah. audience, status. Um, and I think that sounds fun to unpack. Yeah. Do you know what I'm not keen to read? Go on. The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell. I'm just not, I'm, I can't, yeah. I I'm read one you. book by her and I was- Did on, you? What, what on, did you read? Well, I never recorded it. What was it? What um, was it called? The hand that first held mine, it might be called. And I just guessed the twist straight away. I was I and I couldn't really see how the story's connected. And I was just like, people oh. go nuts for her books. They do. And especially this one. But it's fucking huge. That's and it's massive. also really expensive. And so I was I wasn't surprised to see it on there. I sort of knew it would be on there. Yeah. And people love Hamnet. And but I'm not gonna read it. No. Well, if it makes the shortlist, last year we split the shortlist. We're we? doing this one. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's I've junky. already read four of the long list. So I, I really yeah, know. you're pretty much set, aren't you? <clears throat> but there were so many books odds. I'd never heard of. And I was like, yeah. fuck, where have I been? Call myself a book reviewer. Like, <laughs> I know, it's always a bit embarrassing when somebody says, have you read this book? It like won this award or whatever. I'm like, 
Oh, you have a fucking heard of it, mate. Yeah. What I'm am I really doing? upset that We All Want Impossible Things wasn't on there because I really, I thought we that would really... be so, oh, so no, worthy. It perfect. I think it might have maybe, no, that's a lie. I was going to say maybe it came out too late, but no, no it because came Jonathan out. North hasn't, at the time of recording, hasn't published. So rude. Rude. Um, but so, yeah. Good diversity on the uh, long list, which we love to see. Yeah. So. And actually, I just um, reminded Lauren that they announced a women's prize for nonfiction, which is coming soon. So they say, as with its sister fiction prize, the women's prize for nonfiction will celebrate excellence in writing and research, strong and original narrative, voices and accessibility. The aim is to launch this new nonfiction prize in 2024, calling for entries in the summer 2023. That's exciting. Yeah, I wonder how they'll be able to do that when, like, sometimes nonfiction is so personal. Yeah, you're like judging someone's life, aren't you? Yeah. And... Oh, do you know what I think could be on it? Babylon. Oh, I've not read that yet. No, I good? haven't. But from the sounds of oh, it, okay. so this was again at the Fourth Estate event. Yeah. And it's about a woman who grew up Rastafarian and she leaves her family. Yeah. And the way she's a poet and like the way she spoke about it was just amazing. I cannot wait to read it. It comes out in August. That could be a contender. Oh yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah. That is a really good shout. Um, we also, also another good contender could be Munro Bergdorf's new book transitional. Yes. Have Should you read that one that? Yeah. yeah. I listened to the audio book and it was, I listened a, to it on audio too. It was a four hour audio book. I love that. Yeah. Same listen to it on a, on a one bus journey um in costa rica it was great um do you want to drop a synop for us sure transitional is an alignment of the invisible and the physical it is truth rising to the surface it is one of the most fundamental aspects of the human condition a part of our existence as a conscious being no matter who we are as time goes on we all develop as people none of us becomes None of us ever becomes someone else entirely, regardless of how we identify, but nor do we stay the same forever. We all transition. It's what binds us, not what separates us. In transitional, activist and writer Munro Bergdorf draws on her own experience and theory from key experts, change makers and activists to reveal just how deeply ingrained transitioning is in human experience. This is a book to help bring us closer to a shared consciousness, a powerful guide to how our differences can be harnessed as a tool to heal, build community and construct a better society. I loved Ooh. how the book started by obviously, and and in this instance, transitioning is transitioning from man to woman. And that's kind of where everyone's brain goes nowadays when we hear the word transition. But I love how this book opened and sort of put the word transition into so many contexts. Yes. It was like I you transition when you go to uni. You yeah. transition when you start a new job. You transition as you go through puberty and like really normalized yeah transitioning like actually everybody has done it you don't yeah. have to have changed gender to like transition totally that's really clever I thought it was really clever as well like how every aspect of our lives are always in transition and I really liked how she says that her decision to transition was a life adjustment not a life change yeah which is so true and yeah like you say like just normalizing a lot of the um language around transitioning 
Um, and I really liked how she like broke down, um, well, how she like outlined how broken the UK's transgender support system is like that was so eye-opening for example she said today the waiting list is five years for a referral with approximately I think 2,700 people on the waiting list um and a lot of people who hold the power to make those decisions are cisgendered white men yeah so yeah, yeah it just I mean the writing was amazing and the audiobook was great as well did you enjoy it I did, but it's not read by her. No, it's written uh, read by somebody else, but I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it read really... That, I think that's the first time I've listened to a memoir, because I think this is not, like a memoir yeah, slash same. manifesto that then wasn't narrated by the author. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a really good listen. Like, I did it on a... As I always do when I had lots of driving, and I was just like paying attention to speed limit <laughs> like because I was just like in this book it's really good it's only recently come out hasn't it, it came out in February um, yeah um I'm actually going to read one of my favorite quotes which is quite lengthy but if I tried to sum up what she's saying here I would absolutely butcher it so I feel yeah. like you just need to listen Straight to how the she says mouth. it 100% She says, if we can't have a conversation about how transgender people can have a safe and thriving role in society, then we should take it upon ourselves to be the change we want to see. Until then, we must recognise that Britain's transphobia is not happening in a vacuum. It is happening happening exasperated and encouraged by people in the most powerful positions in government, including Boris Johnson. Until we have a government that recognises the humanity of tran- transgender individuals and is willing to understand our needs and loved and lived experiences, we will continue to face societal ostracism. We will continue to struggle. We will continue to die. Blood is quite literally on the UK Conservative government's hands. And that is... Oh, my God. Like, it gave me chills reading that, just... Because her whole book really outlines just how fucked up the UK government is towards recognising transgender people. And and I guess this her objective here is to help you to understand how isolating it is to transgender, how um, life-threatening it can be just because of how you're treated in society but also how transgender women are um like killed a lot of the time by their partners by men who um who find out that they're transgender um so it yeah it just sort of wakes you up to just how the experience is really sad and lonely for many for many people going through this transition which is a bit like when I listened to um Paris Lee's book and I said on the podcast like it's actually so scary the many many positions that she was put in like really unsafe nights out or things like that because she was alone I was like that's so scary that she ended up in all these situations as a result of this yeah Um, yeah it's a good it doesn't just talk about um transitioning either like there's a huge I mean loads of like personal anecdotes I think like her the whole thing with L'Oreal and 
Black Lives Matter. That's a huge part of this book. Um, as is like the story about her stalker. Fuck. And I yeah, like I, I don't know how much like how she must cram so much into four hours worth of I know <laughs> I think it must only be like a 200 page book yeah but also like her family and what it was like growing up assigned male at birth and how her parents reacted to mm. her um like her journey and transitioning as well and she had a very fragmented well, even relationship out as gay, with yeah initially. yeah yeah and had a very fragmented relationship with her father. Um, and it's not spoilers, but you sort of see how their relationship has progressed over the years, which was really yeah. humbling to read. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it will be on the non-fiction. Right. I mean, we've never had it before, so we don't have anything to yeah. go off. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we couldn't even is... predict the the fiction, so. <laughs> no, no. It's a nice Maybe. cover as well. I like it. It's very green. Aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I'd be pleased to see it long listed, but yeah, same. I don't know because there's also deadlines on like when they come out and things with Good the point. women with the fiction price. I don't know if it'll be the same for for non fic. We will wait and see. Can't bloody wait for that. you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and if you enjoyed it you could always share it with your reading buddy because they might like to listen too and if you don't already then you can follow us on instagram at book or funnily enough or